please turn with me in your Bibles to Romans chapter 3. It's always a tremendous privilege to be able to stand up here and preach. It's as if the preacher sits in the back of the car with his family and says, Here, Randy, here's the people I love. Please take good care of them. So I'll try to do this this evening. Let us please just pray for a blessing over this before we begin. Lord in heaven, you are holy. And it is a tremendous privilege to be able to proclaim your word. But Lord, you have said that those who teach will be under stricter judgment. And Lord, I pray that this sermon may bring accuracy to your name. Lord, I also pray that hearts will be changed, that your spirit will be behind these words, because if it is not, then they are just idle words. Lord, thank you so much for these people here this evening. I just ask that you will bless each and every one of them. May their hearts be opened and be ready to accept the words that will be said, Lord. Father, I am just simply one beggar showing another beggar where the food is. Lord, I am not to be esteemed, but you are. In Jesus' name, protect us from the evil one. Amen. So, Romans chapter 3, verse 10. As it is written, and forever remains written, there is none righteous, none that meets God's standard, not even one. There is none who understands, there is none who seeks for God. All have turned aside. Together they have become useless. There is none who does good, no, not one. Their throat is an open grave. They habitually deceive with their tongues. The venom of asps is beneath their lips. Their mouth is full of cursing and bitterness. Their feet are swift to shed blood. Destruction and misery are in their paths, and they have not known the way of peace. There is no fear of God and his awesome power before their eyes. That is the word of the Lord. So my goal this evening is to give God all the glory. That he will be honored above all else. And if I do not do this, then I have failed you. So I hope and pray that these truths that have helped me will also help you. The scriptures are true. You do not need to, be, to have a diploma or a degree to understand all that is written. I am just a simple diesel mechanic, and you are able to understand the scriptures if you keep asking consistently. The closer I've gotten to Jesus, the more I realized how much the hand of God is in my life and that he has brought me to this point, and I would not be standing here today if it wasn't for him. I have been walking with my Lord for nearly three years now, 
In this very short time, I have seen men reject God. I have seen lives converted, and I have praised God with my lips when my heart was far from him. I have failed, and I fall into sin daily. So much has been learned over the past year, so I encourage you all, press on towards the goal, for those who place their trust in him will never be disappointed. One truth that I have realized more and more is that it would be wrong for God to forgive me as many times as he has. But he does. The holiness of God is unmatched. And in Psalms 119 it says, Even perfection has a limit. But you, O Lord, surpass perfection. God is not just bigger and then God is not just bigger or better than us. He's in a category completely other than us in a category we can't even begin to comprehend. As an old preacher once says, I've already got more truth than I can handle, and I want to change, not on the so-called social, spiritual level, but on the inner chambers of my heart. You see, friends, one can write sermons and stand on pulpits and even read the scriptures and pray, but do you desire Jesus? simply to dwell in the presence of Jesus. If you were standing before the throne in heaven, before that consuming fire which is holy, what would you instantly start to do? Would you instantly start to plead your case? Lord, I'm a Christian, I go to church, I read, I pray. Or without a word, would he come up to you and say, well done, good and faithful servant, my son in whom I am well pleased. One of the most terrifying parts in Scripture is in Psalm 106.15. It says, So he gave them what they asked for, but sent a plague along with it. There is nothing more terrifying than God answering your prayers and having your lips praise him, but your heart far from him. Is he just simply a cuss word you use to fit in with the world? Now let me ask you, would you use your own mother's name as a cuss word? And you're using the name that's given you life, that's given you peace, that's giving you desires, that's giving you a soul, and you use it as though it means nothing. Tonight, I'm not just talking about sinful man as a whole, but I'm talking about you as a solo individual, accountable before God. The maker of heaven and earth, who has formed the galaxies and stars and its constellations, who tells the planets to rotate in a certain pattern, and they obey, who tells the mountains to make themselves grand and they submit, who tells the waters you will come to this point and no further and they fall down and worship, and tells the trees to plant themselves and stand firm, and he tells you to come and you say no. In Ecclesiastes 7.20 it says, There is not a righteous man on earth who does what is right and never sins. God is angry every day with sin, as it says in Psalm 711. Justice must be met. If I love babies, I must hate abortion. If I love Jews, I must hate the Holocaust. If you were to come up to me and say, Randy, what do you think about thousands of babies being killed every year? And I say, oh, well, you know, it doesn't really bother me. Or if you say, Randy, what do you think about the Holocaust and the massive genocide? And I was to say, oh, well, minor inconveniences. 
You would think that I am illegitimate to my profession, that I would be false, that I truly didn't love those things. I seem to have only printed two pages of my three pages. Of course, what would we do without women in our lives? <laughs> thank you, thank you. You see, if I love one, I must hate the other. Then how is it we can love sin and yet proclaim faith with the one who is holy. And you who I just described in Romans chapter 3 think you have the right to be angry about those things, but then when God is angry and judges you about it, it is unjust and fair. Sin must be atoned for, make no mistake. And what is sin? Everything that is opposed to God's will and nature. Let me ask you, do you long for the world? Do you long for the things of this world? Do you long for the world's respect, the world's approval? Do you desire to experience the same joys the world has? An evangelistic friend of mine got posed a question. How could God send good people to hell? My friend replied, why do you help old ladies cross the street? The man replied, well, it makes me feel good about myself. It's good for the economy. She gets where she's going. And plus, doesn't God like good Samaritans anyways? My friend replied, there is four things wrong with that statement, he said. You did not do it for the glory of God, for the glory of God, and for the glory of God. That's what makes a Christian. Keeping the Ten Commandments, good morals, are fruits of a Christian, but what makes a Christian is that you now have new affections, new desires, not to serve yourself, but Christ. He is now the fairest of 10,000 to your soul. You desire to live a life to bring Christ as much glory as possible. And in Hebrews 11:16 it says, without faith is, is impossible to please God. We have a golden retriever at home, and for fun he chases his tails in circles all day long. He runs as hard as he can until he wears himself out. And I need you to understand that you can do what is morally right and acceptable to this world, but people's desires and expectations change daily. People, they compare themselves with other people who call themselves Christians, who compare themselves with other people who call themselves Christians. And you will find it is an endless pit you will be like my dog, just chasing your tail if you try to please the people of this world. Compare yourself to the Word of God. Don't you see that man's expectation, expectations change, from, change moment by moment? But our God is an unchanging God. From age to age, He stays the same, always giving, never getting. But the one expectation He has is faith in Christ. 
Billy Graham once said, change your mind and God will change your heart. So renew your mind daily in the word. My parents always told me, they said, Randy, see this book? They said it tells the truth about heaven, it tells the truth about hell, it tells the truth about man, and it tells the truth about God. That is why they call it holy. And to drive this home, I want to give you an illustration. If you were on an airplane, and I was to give you a parachute, and tell you, this parachute is going to make your ride so much comfortable. So you put the parachute on, the belt buckles a little tight, as you sit in the seat, the bag pokes into your back, the other passengers are laughing at you, what are you going to do? You're going to tear that bag off and say, wow, that guy was a total jerk. But what if I turned it around and said, you're 15,000 feet in the air, both of the plane's engines have stalled, and you're now plummeting towards the ground, and I give you a parachute. What are you going to do? You're going to put that bag on, and you're going to hold on to it for dear life. You're not going to care about how tight the belt buckle is, or if it sticks in your back, or about the other passengers. All you're concerned about is that at any second, you're going to have to jump 15,000 feet. So let me briefly explain the danger you are in. And Matthew chapter 5 explains this well. If you have ever told a lie, or even a half-truth, or a double entendre, a double meaning to a word or a phrase, or if you have ever hated someone, even saying, you idiot or you fool, which by God's standard is murder. If you have ever lusted after someone, desired someone, by God's standards, you have committed adultery. If you have ever desired something above God or have not always honored your father and mother, you will stand before God and the only thing you will have is your self-righteousness. You will be guilty before the court. You must make peace with this coming king, for when he comes, the execution of his judgment will be swift and sure. Even at the mere reflection of him, nations tremble and hide. So will you stand before God with your self-righteousness, one who is holy? Have you lived your life by your expectations or by God's expectations? It says in Romans 3.10, there is none righteous, no, not one. It's as if God knew man. And it says, there is none righteous, man, but God, no, not one is righteous. For God says, even if you break one of these commands, you have broken all of them. The law does not save you, but shows you your sin. God has raised the bar to perfection, for he is perfection. And I urge you, as Paul does, to examine yourself by this. But he also offers you mercy today. He offers you a chance to be made right. I want to tell you that the gates of paradise have swung open wide to you today. And all you have to do is look to the cross. For God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, who live in perfect harmony, displays His glory when He sent His Son to the cross to die for us, to take the wrath that should fall upon you and me and to satisfy the Father. For in Jeremiah we read, 
it pleased Yahweh to crush him. Jesus says, no one, lays, no one takes my life, I lay it down. And on that cross, Jesus satisfied the Father. Justice for our sin has been met. And as the Father, after eternity of being with the Son, turned his gaze away from the Son, he then looked at you and me as no longer enemies with God, but as sons and daughters. For it is by grace that you have been saved, not of yourselves, lest any man should boast. Now you may come boldly before the throne. On the cross, Jesus finished it all. He said, it is finished. Every thought, every word, every action, every action that will be, Jesus finished it. He has paid it all. He bore it. There is nothing more we can do to be saved. And as Hebrews says, we have the responsibility to be saved. Jesus went to the grave. And if you come to faith, you will have taken part in burying the old sinful nature. He then, by the power of God, was raised to life so that we could live life anew. We now can live a life that will mean something, that we can be made complete and whole, lacking nothing, that we can face each day joyfully in our trials. And all our getting and all our laboring, we remember in a world that glitters and glamours and tries to distract us. We now have a view of reality because Jesus has given us new mercies each and every morning. Jesus lays low our enemy before us. Jesus gives us what we need even if we don't know we need it. Repent, for now is the time. Die to self, live in Christ. Turn to the Savior, submit to Him. Apply the Word of God to your life. Be obedient to it, because the freest man on the face of the earth is he who makes himself a slave to the perfect master. And I have never known anyone who has complained about having a perfect master. Please turn with me to Titus 2. I'm sorry, everyone. I drew a blank on where it is. I am a little, little nervous tonight.
Thank you. Thank you. I apologize. Thank you for being patient with me. We'll start in verse 11. For the remarkable, undeserved grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men. It teaches us to, be, it teaches us to reject ungodliness and worldly immoral desires and to live sensible, upright, and godly lives. Lives with a purpose that reflect spiritual maturity in this present age, awaiting and, confident, and confidently expecting the fulfillment of our blessed hope and the glorious appearing of our great God and Savior, Christ Jesus, who willingly gave himself to be crucified on our behalf to redeem us and purchase our freedom from all wickedness and to purify for himself a chosen and very special people to be his own possession who are enthusiastic for doing what is good. So I just urge you that these truths that have helped me over the past couple years would help you in the same way.